I just want to say one thing, Cincinnati. I'm still proud to be a Bengals fan. Who day? Welcome to the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast with Lee W. Mowen. This is an audio podcast that covers local sports in Southwest Ohio, Northern Kentucky, and East Central Indiana. When the host promises that all teams in the region are covered, that's a fact. No talking about that team in Columbus. Other people in Dayton have that covered. Hear from a host with experience covering several schools and teams and working with several media organizations. No luck required here, buddy. No insults thrown here, fans. Everyone is welcome to the local sports podcast train. Intro theme is Ultraviolet by Infraction from Upbeat. Visit sindaypod.com, spelled C-I-N-D-A-Y-P-O-D.com for ways to listen to the podcast and to buy merchandise. Now, please welcome your host, Lee W. Mowen. I'm going to go ahead and throw this out here. This is the second time I'm recording this episode. Because the last one just ended, I just threw out a bunch of insults. And unlike someone else in Dayton, that's not me. I don't throw insults. Maybe shade, but you know. So my instant reaction to Super Bowl 56. Halftime show was great. I felt the commercials were okay, but everyone was like, no. How many cryptocurrency commercials were there? Uh, Too many. How many too many? All of them. And there was a lot of people complaining about electric car commercials. Like, really? We're trying to save the environment here. You know, we only have one Earth. Love the Dr. Evil one. But man, man, everyone's gotten old. But you're not here for that experience. You're here for my take on watching the game from start to finish. Yeah, I'm proud of my Bengals. I mean, the run defense really held up. Just two first downs given up on the ground, which I'll save a a segment for stats. So you can skip it and go to what happens in the offseason now. I just want to give you my instant reactions of Super Bowl 56. Again, great game. It's a tough way to lose, but I have a gut feeling Joe Burrow and the Bengals will be back. I have a feeling that trophy will be his one day. You can't tell me otherwise. The future is bright for the Bengals. We have a great team and a team to rule the North again. So, yeah, I the I will say I complained about the holding call Logan Wilson three times in the first take. This one, I'm all going to try to do it once. That was a crap call if I ever saw one. Wow. The dude's not even near him, and he's called for holding. He gets his arms around them. That's holding. Give me a break. But yeah, that's my only time because again, there's points to stop him before we get there. So that's my take on it. And yes, there was a missed call on Jalen Ramsey getting his face mask twisted on the first touchdown, the second half by Cincinnati. There was the missing call on T Higgins getting held when the ball was coming right to him. What was that first quarter? Yeah, it had to be McPherson kicked that field goal after that. So other than that, the refs let him play. I also think that there should be a flag on Aaron Donald for either roughing the passer or taunting. Because his, this is where my ring goes. Classless, dude. 
Sit down. You got a ring. Whoop-de-doo. Good for you. Now go retire after, you know, being a jerk and shoving our quarterback after he's already out of bounds. <laughs> Man, I was happy since Nice stood up to him. He's getting frustrated and acting like... <laughs> yeah. So, am I happy for the Rams? Mostly. Matthew Stafford after getting butchered in Detroit. I mean, dude was literally the iron lung walking. One of the toughest quarterbacks out there. Second to Joe Burrow, I'd say. But, you know, that might be biased. Odell Beckham Jr. getting away from a very toxic situation in Cleveland. You know, getting a ring. And I don't know if his wife gave birth. Was that Van Jefferson? I, I swear OBJ's wife was giving birth that night, too. But non-contact knee injury. That was tough. That was tough. I, I I hated to see that. I wanted us to win because we were a better team, not because Odell Beckham Jr. went down. But uh, Cooper Cup, that dude's a beast. He's going to continue being a beast. No offers after high school, too. That's that's crazy to me. And his college was EWU, which is Eastern Washington University. If you don't know about them, their logo has EWU shaped in an eagle. It's really cool. But the one I'm not, I mentioned Aaron Donald. Eh. That last move was classless, but whatever. Get your ring. Andrew Whitworth, definitely happy for him. I mean, I, I, I'm i not mad at the Bengals, you know, not re-signing him because most of the time when you're getting up in age, you lose your effectiveness on the offensive line. So I'm not mad on that because that's hindsight. It happens. Definitely happy for him to get a ring. Uh, Stan Kroenke, not happy for him to get a ring because that dude is shady as all get out. If you look at some of the stuff with his name, oh, what's the name? I should have looked it up on Urinating Trees Twitter account. He keeps mentioning it, but yeah, look under that. Happy for Los Angeles because, you know, they won a Super Bowl in their own dome. Back-to-back years, too. How's that work? But yeah, I'm happy for the Bengals. We weren't supposed to be in the Super Bowl, and yet everyone else kept doubting us. Had the lead until, what was it, a minute and some change to go from the second half onward. So, hey, Bengals got a lot farther than the Steelers, Ravens, and Clowns. I'm sorry, Browns did. So, there you go. Great, uh, great performance. Uh, broadcasting, eh. I-, I swear, Chris Collinsworth couldn't say... Uh, Adena J's name right. Adena G. It's like, no, that's not how it's said, unless Dan Hoare got it wrong. Because, you know, I listen to games on the radio. I'm pretty sure it's Adena Jai. And also, Al Michael said in the pregame, I didn't know that. And I said, isn't that your job to know stuff? You know, if you don't know it, at least act like you do. I mean, come on. Just do what, you know, do what most of us do. But overall, it's a good night football. Am sad now that uh, the fact that we don't know if the Reds will be playing, if at all, this year because Rob Manfred is determined to ruin his sport. But that's not in this episode. You're not here for that cup of tea. You're here for this cup of tea, the Super Bowl tea. So that's my instant reactions. Overall, it's a fun night. Tough loss, but like I said, I think the Bengals will be back. And unlike certain people, I have never left. The Bengals bandwagon. I've never quit on the team. So I enjoyed it. For all you Browns fans, you know, nah, 
you go root for your own team, you know, because they're so much better than us. So, nah, go back. No, no, not you, Seamus. So let's look at the stats. And I will apologize if this is the boring part. I'm sorry. I'm not going to spend terribly long on this. This is the box score, the game book. You call it box score. It's a game book. It's a PDF too. Amazing. So your team stats, we'll start with that first. The Rams get three more first downs than the Bengals do, 18-15. Bengals hold the Rams to just two first downs on the ground, whereas Cincinnati gets five of their own. Rams get 14 first downs through the air to the Bengals' 10, and the Rams get two additional on penalty. Not going to mention the uh, Logan Wilson BS call. The, what was it, Eli Apple call? That was correct. I hate saying that, but that one, it's hard to kind of defend that one. Net yards, the Rams 313 to the Bengals 305. Through the air, the Rams get 270 yards to 226. And on the ground, it is 79-43 in favor of the Bengals on three less rushing plays. Again, the run defense for Cincinnati played out of their minds. And that was a lot of fun to see. Two picks by the Bengals defense, a woozy with one and Bates with the other. Bates had the first one. And in fact, one of the few penalties whistled against Cincinnati. It was uh, Vernon Hargraves, the third. He was inactive in that game and he ran out and celebrated with the Bengals. He wasn't dressed, mind you. So yeah, that cost Cincinnati 10 yards. And who knows if there was a start at the 20, maybe the Bengals score in that drive. I don't know. Your individual stats, Joe Burrow finishing 22 at 33, 263 yards, one touchdown, no picks, a quarterback ranking of 100.9. Matthew Stafford on the other side, 26 of 40, 283 yards, three touchdowns, two picks, a quarterback ranking of 89.9. Neither of those are the best quarterback rankings in this game. That goes to Joe Mixon. Yeah, you heard me, the running back. One of one for six yards and a touchdown. (laughs) His ranking was 131.2. And Cooper Cup, he had the Philly special. He threw it over the head of Matthew Stafford and went incomplete. I mean, hey, not all quarterbacks can catch. Like Nick Foles, but, you know, another time. Rushing-wise, Cam Akers led the Rams with 21 yards on 13 rushes. He picked up... That second rushing first down late in the game. Henderson with seven yards on four. Cup seven yards on one. Stafford on three keeps six yards. Michelle two yards on two rushes. That surprised me. For Cincinnati, just how little they use Sony Michelle. For Cincinnati, Mixon 72 yards, one throwing touchdown. I will never get old saying that. 72 yards, 15 rushes, no touchdowns on the ground. Jamar Chase, four yards on his one carry. Burr on two keeps, three yards. P. Ryan on his two, none. Yeah, P. Ryan had himself a very, very bad game. He also was 0 for 1 in the catching department. Speaking of which, pass receiving. Jamar Chase, 5 of 8, 89 yards, no touchdowns. Both of them went to T. Higgins. He leads the core with 100 yards, four of seven for two touchdowns. His longest was 
75 yards. CJ Uzama, 2 of 2 for 11. Tyler Boyd, 5 of 6 for 48. 5 of 6, 1 yard, Joe Mixon. So the running backs, just 1 yard through the air. Normally Cincinnati likes to get everyone involved when Burrow goes to throw. Mike Thomas, 1 of 1 for 17 yards. Chris Evans, 1 of 2 for 3. And I mentioned P. Ryan already, 0 for 1. So yeah, Higgins leading the Bengals core that time. That That's what makes Cincinnati so special. You know, you look at LA's and yeah, that's a special core too. But drafting Chase just made Cincinnati that much dangerous. And I know there's a lot of people that rub it into Team Sewell fans. I was a Team Sewell member. But then once I start to think about it, you know, I was fine. I, I couldn't care either way. I knew the Bengals... Had a tough choice. Do you find someone that explosive or go for offensive line help with no sure thing guarantees? And they went with the explosive option, the reunion of Jason Burrow, and I'm happy to be wrong that time. And for the Rams, Cooper Cup leading the way. He is your MVP of the Super Bowl. 8 of 10, 92 yards, 2 touchdowns. Odell Beckham Jr. had the first touchdown. He finished 2 for 3 with 52 yards and 1 touchdown. Hopkins, the tight end, uh, TE3, 4 for 4 for 47. Van Jefferson, 4 of 8 for 23. Henderson, 3 of 5 for 43. Akers, 3 of 4 for 14. Uh, Skoranek, uh, 2 of 5 for 12. And Stafford, he could not catch the throw from Cup. He went 0 for 1. So again, that's your stats. I'm not going to dive too far into it. If you want to hear more, that's what the box score on NFL.com is for. I just wanted to give you some of the basis. So, yeah, very close game. Very, very close game. However, one big number, Joe Burrow was sacked seven times for 43 yards. Most of those were in the second half. I don't have the exact number of, you know, how many were in the second or the first. But I will tell you, L.A. did a great job readjusting and getting their tackles through the line. And that's just going to be one of the things the Bengals really have to work on for the upcoming 2022 season. For Stafford, he was sacked twice. I think the first drive. Why would you run it on third and 17? Why were you thinking, O.C. O'Connell? You sure you want them Vikings? No, I think O'Connell would be great for Minnesota, but we'll see. No fumbles. Just two picks by Stafford. That was it. It's a very clean game. Uh, Penalty-wise, I'm sure that's here somewhere. This will be the last one. Bengals penalized four times for 31 yards. Rams, two of 10. And I mentioned my grievances. That would be all I say. The Rams had the ball 30 minutes, 47 seconds to Cincinnati's 29-13. So that's your stats. That's the Super Bowl. And now we move on to who the Bengals should target in 2022 and their free agents at the end of the year. So in the first one, there was a big article. And I'm just going to look at this spot track uh, listing of free agents. And let's start that from age again. It's actually a really nice tool. Bengals have $59 million to spend the cap. And me not being a betting man, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think the Bengals get that offensive line some help this upcoming season. 
honest to goodness, I do. In case you're wondering about your free agents, we'll start with the unrestricted free agents first. Some of your big names, CJ Uzama. And I think if you give him a market value deal, two years, seven million each year, so two for 14 mil. Yeah, I'd say he has great chemistry with Joe Burrow. He's got, you know, this love for Cincinnati, which I think all the Bengals do. I mean, just you have a different vibe to it, you know? This Bengals team just, you know, is so there's just such a great vibe. And I hope it doesn't go away after this year, after this season. So I mentioned CJ Uzama. He's one of the big uh, free agent names. Larry Ogunjobi, a defensive tackle. He got hurt against Las Vegas. I'd like him back because definitely he's a big help on that defense. Riley Reef, the left tackle. I thought he was the right tackle. Am I wrong on that? Oh, well. The tackle. You know, Riley Reef played well the beginning of the season, but once he got hurt, that was kind of it. Like, what was that, week 13? Week 14? I mean, he's 33, so he's getting up there in age, but I, I wouldn't mind seeing Reef back. And there was that article again, which I wish I could have found again, but again, I scrapped the first recording because I got... I got really, I, I just started insulting people and that's not me. I'm sorry. I actually believe in having class. So I mentioned Riley Reef, Larry Ogunjobi, CJ Uzama, Vernon Hargraves, the cornerback. I really don't know if he comes back, especially after what he did to cost the Bengals 10 yards. I don't know. Kevin Huber, the punter. I don't see any reason why the Bengals don't bring him back. I That dude, Cincinnati all the way. Keep him in. QB2, Brandon Allen. That's interesting. It'd be interesting to see who Burrow's backup will be. If they do keep Brandon Allen, I don't know. Ricardo Allen, the free safety, the only one that had Super Bowl experience coming into the Super Bowl for the Bengals. He's a free agent this year. He's 30. Jesse Bates, another big name, the safety. I will admit, not his greatest year, especially on a year where he was trying to prove that he's worthy of a contract extension. But I'd still take Bates. That dude's a beast. So hopefully, hopefully he'll get re-signed. Clark Harris, long snapper. Eli Apple, huge, huge name there. And yes, I know he's getting toasted on. Social media, some of it his fault, and yeah, he kind of deserves a little bit of it. But and then there's the Chiefs chirping at him, like, "Oh hey, look at this Super Bowl ring. Oh hey, you weren't in the Super Bowl this year. Shut up." That'll be interesting to see what Cincinnati does at that point. If they lose Apple, then they do have a big hole there again, and they'll need to fill the gap pretty quickly. Uh, Quentin Spain, another big name. B.J. Hill, Trey Flowers. Definitely three names there, mostly on the defensive side. B.J. Hill, again, traded uh, when the Giants acquired Billy Price. Man, we robbed the Giants of that one. B.J. Hill is a great player. Hopefully he stays. I like Quentin Spain. Hopefully he stays. He's still part of that offensive line. Uh, some of the other names. 
You got wide receivers, Auden Tate and Mike Thomas. Trey Flowers, the cornerback. I liked him. Article said that eh, he didn't really prove a lot, but I, I disagree with that. I honestly think that, you know, given what he did, I think he's worthy of a stay in Cincy. And now we're going to our restricted free agents, Stanley Morgan, Fred Johnson, which I did not realize Fred Johnson's only been with the Bengals for three years. I feel like he's been here since 2012, and I don't have a good reason why. But Stanley Morgan, yeah. Wyatt Ray, the defensive end, uh, Trenton Irvin, Clay Johnston, and Mitchell Wilcox. That's your restricted three agents. And that's, I believe, all your free agents. I think I listed all of them. Did I mention Jordan Evans and Jalen Davis, Darius Phillips? If I didn't, now I did. If I did, then I mentioned them twice. So, I don't know who the Bengals will keep. Because I don't work for the organization. Why would I know that? I definitely think, no, the players that deserve it, I think ZJ Uzama. I think Riley Reef. this is his first year with an injury and sitting out for multiple games. So, you know, come back stronger. You know, maybe approve a deal. Ogun Joby did a great job in the defense. Uh, Kevin Huber, our punter. Again, total Cincinnati guy playing at UC, playing for the Bengals. However, he is 36 and a half years old. So he's getting up there in age. So he might not want to come back. You know, he might want to retire, but I don't know that. I'm just spitballing. Uh, Jesse Bates, definitely big name there. It's big question of did he do enough to get that big bag of money? I mentioned BJ Hill, definitely. Uh, Trey Flowers, I liked. Uh, Quentin Spain, definitely. I think, yes, I know he gave up that last play, but dude's been solid all year. So keep him there. That's some of the ones I would keep. Actually, let me look and see if I can find that article because it was a pretty nice one talking about some of the ones that, you know, the Bengals should look at keeping. And it looks like that is not the case anymore. Darn. I do have an article from Cincy Jungle written by Nick Manchester about some of the Rams free agents that the Bengals should target. Hey, you thought you won a Super Bowl? That's fine. We're going to take some of your best players. Ha ha. Stars well have Cooper Cup, and we'll have an explosive four receiver set. And then we'll sign Gronk. Because, you know, Gronk. Which, if Gronk was in his prime, I'd say, come aboard, brother. But the problem is with Gronkowski. I love Rob Gronkowski. He's one of my favorite players in the league. That's not a Bengal. One of his problems, though, past few years, he just can't stay healthy. And this is a dude that just probably the most physical tight end we've seen in a long time. Maybe Jimmy Graham. I still remember when Jimmy Graham bent that uh, goalpost. That always makes me laugh. But with Gronk, just he's getting up there in age. He's hurt a lot. Just, I don't know. And will he mesh in with the Bengals locker room? I don't know that either. So, this is an article about some of the top free agents the Rams have that the Bengals should target. The first one is Austin Corbett. He's an offensive guard. And the Bengals, like I said, should look at boosting the offensive line. Definitely, that is probably the weakest spot on the team. 
I like our offense. I like our defense. It's just the offensive line needs to protect Burrow more. Sack the most in the league. I'm just, I mean, Burrow's tough, but one day he's going to run out of toughness. We all do. Football's a physical sport. So Austin Corbett, starting at guard, could be a future Bengal. He's not the best guard in the NFL, but here's a number that should ring in your ears. He's only given up five sacks in his three years as a starter in the NFL. Five sacks in three years as a starter. Yeah, that's impressive. That's two in two seasons and one in the third season. That's fantastic. That's a great number. The only Bengals offensive line starter that didn't have more sacks this year than Corbett was Akima Jenajai, but he only played roughly half those snaps. So take that what you will. Darius Williams, a cornerback. Again, I mentioned Eli Apple. He's played the most snaps as the cornerback of the Bengals, but I mean, starting with Chidobe Awuzi and Mike Hilton, I mean, Darius Williams would be Nice slide, and he plays opposite of Jalen Ramsey. His ceiling's very high. Wasn't his best year this year, but hey. I mean, he pre- he looked pretty good in Bengals stripes, wasn't he? And then there's Sonny Michelle, RB2 for the Rams, former New England Patriots draft pick. So, that's an interesting mention there. And here's the big thing for those that like to keep track of money. P. Ryan's cap hit in 2022 will be much larger than Michelle's was last season. And like I said, P. Ryan, he did okay at best, but eh, I don't know if he's RB2 of the future. I really want to see what Chris Evans can do, like move him more up, because I think he could be the next freaking Gio Bernard. Which I know I hate comparing players like that, but I mean, with his catching abilities and, you know, I think it'll be a great Bengal. Hopefully he has a bigger year in 2022. But those are some of the free agents that Cincy Jungle and Nick Manchester mentioned. Hey, Bengals should try to target these. So that's the Rams free agents the Bengals should target, but... Of late episode magic, I found an article from Bengals Wire. Eight 2022 free agents from PFF's Top 50 who should interest the Bengals. And this was written November 11th by Chris Rowling. So yeah, we weren't aware that the Bengals were going to reach the Super Bowl. But here are some names. And they also agree, bring back Jesse Bates. Offensive tackle Taron Armstead. He is... Uh, New Orleans Saint. And yeah, left tackle really isn't a need because Jonah Williams is filling that role. But a very, very special player, and the Saints don't figure to have the money necessary to keep him in town. It'd be criminal not to list him, having him start a tackle while Williams upgrades another spot. And yeah, I wouldn't mind that. I mean, Armstead. Yeah, the dude in the picture, that dude looks like a beast. And I think, hey, that protect Burrow pretty well, wouldn't it? Cornerback Carlton Davis of the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Not a household name, but a number one corner. Good tracking oppositions. Number one wideouts. But Trey Waynes, probably 
not coming back to Cincinnati because two starts in four years. Eh. Bengals will probably be looking for a new cornerback. Maybe Eli Apple doesn't come back. I don't know. Carlton Davis would be a name. Offensive tackle Orlando Brown Jr. currently with the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I like Orlando Brown Jr. He does a pretty nice job on the line. He got traded to the Chiefs and has impressed in a new system. So probably not going to be released by Kansas City, but I'll say, hey, come back to the AFC North. Have this up-and-comer quarterback, Joe Burrow. You might have seen him in the Super Bowl. Here's an offensive guard, Brandon Sheriff, with the Washington Now Commanders. He's playing on a second consecutive franchise tag in Washington. You know the mess there. Sheriff has this season derailed by a bit of injuries. Still a top-flight guard. Former top-five pick and only 30 in December. That'd be a pretty nice upgrade, wouldn't it? That injury does scare me a bit, but... Hey. Edge Randy Gregory of the Dallas Cowboys. And actually, the picture is him trying to block Cordy Glenn. You know, one of the few games Glenn played before he just quit on the team. Man, when was that? Oh, 2018. I should have looked at before, but... The 2015 second-round pick has blossomed over his last two years of full-time playing again, recording 8.5 sacks in 17 appearances. His 90.7 pass rush grade through Week 9 of the 2021 season ranks third among edge rushers, and his 17.3% pressure percentage ranks fifth among edge rushers with at least 100 pass rush snaps. That'd be a pretty nice ad in the edge. Center Ryan Jensen. Now, I already said Trey Hopkins has played better, but you still got to think about all your prospects. If you want Burrow to survive, everything's got to be looked at. So this is a Tampa Bay Buccaneer 2. Ryan Jensen logged 4,000-plus snaps at a high level since joining the Buccaneers in 2018. Won't be tr- He won't be cheap. He'll be 31, but maybe you look at that. Harold Landry, another edge of the Tennessee Titans. He's hardly missed any time since becoming a member of the NFL. At least nine sacks in two of his last three seasons. He can play on the end or standing up, which to Lou Anamuro's front piece, that's a pretty nice chess piece there. There's another edge, Hassan Reddick of the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, that's probably going to be a big coin there. A little disappointed there's not more offensive linemen in the fold. Yes, I will say the Bengals did a much better job with the offensive line, but again, we want Burrow to have his whole career with Cincinnati, and it's not going to be on the ground. So the offensive line is going to be the big focus this year. Do I think the Bengals fix it? Yeah, I honestly do. I mean, look what the Bengals have done on the defense. I think everyone's safe. I hope everyone comes back because I really have a good feeling about this Bengals team. So that'll close out this episode. Like I mentioned, I didn't want this just to be a stats reading, you know, bore. I wanted to talk about, you know, I like the Super Bowl. I like the commercials. I like the halftime show. And I think it's one of the better ones. I mean, last year we had... Bruno Mars getting lost. No, not Bruno Mars. Uh, the weekend getting lost. Weekend spelled with three E's, by the way. 
we had him get lost in the maze and it give gave us that much it gave us that beauty of a meme but hey so again proud to be a Bengals fan unlike some I haven't jumped off the bandwagon nor do I ever plan to because this is my city these are my teams that I love and I don't expect to be leaving the bandwagon because that's not what real fans do sorry and also I'm the type of host that doesn't sling out insults you know, like one that calls Joe Burrow the Hamburglar, one that says Burrow isn't deserved for the Bengals, one that says the Bengals should move, even though his team is an incompetent mess and a dumpster fire would probably be a better organization than the clown. I mean, the Browns. Sorry. Not sorry. So that will do it. Uh, sorry that this is the first episode of the month. I was hoping to get one or two in, but basketball playoffs have started. So we got basketball playoffs in high school. We have the Pacers just crumbling away and having a terrible year and trading most of their key pieces away. So, yay. Cavaliers having a good year. I will say that. Uh, Hockey-wise, Cyclones still battling out there. Go see a game. Blue Jackets, well... Yeah, they exist. Crew is scheduled to start. FC Cincinnati is scheduled to start. Let's hope this year is the last bad year FC Cincinnati has. And I love to tell you that baseball's on the way. I mean, it is. I mean, we got the Dayton Dragons starting in April, and this Friday is college baseball's opener. And no, it's not happening around here. Someone built a bubble already, so it can happen up here. All right? That'd be great. But, yeah, college baseball starts this week. College softball started Friday, last Friday. So that was a lot of fun. Wish Wright State softball team would come back. But, yeah, there you go. That wraps up Bengals in Hollywood featuring Hooday. And I like to remind all haters that the Bengals made the Super Bowl. Your team did not, unless it's the Rams, which you're lying because the Rams only had about 10 people in their pep rally. So, up yours. Until the next episode, this is the place to catch local Cincinnati and Dayton sports. And it's one that's not going to bash the teams. Inquirer, seriously, what the hell was with that headline? You should be ashamed of yourselves. That's not even from Dayton, too. You know how bad that is? You make the sports show on 1410 look like fans. Choked away? Really? My God. And I mentioned that on Twitter. I think I knew who it is. And people mentioned two Cincinnati names. Like, no, that's not it. But there you go. Until next time, this is the local Sunday Sports Podcast. And it's the end of episode 229. Thank you for listening to the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast with Lee W. Mowen. Be sure to bookmark Cindaypod.com, spelled C-I-N-D-A-Y-P-O-D, the official website of the podcast. You can find your favorite ways of listening to the local Cinday Sports Podcast, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Amazon Music, the iHeartRadio app, and many more. 
You can also purchase merchandise from Tee Public and Redbubble to help support the podcast. Follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Pod and the host at the Lee W. Mowen. The closing theme is Cosmopolitan from Pecan Pie on Upbeat. This is Lee W. Mowen signing off another episode of the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Thank you for your continued listenership and join me on the next episode.